Hello and welcome to Thank You Very Sweet. My name is Kim Copeland and I am the author of this masterpiece, this odyssey, this spiritual autobiography. Um, I am a 41-year-old woman, 41-year-old black woman, evolving, becoming, and um, about 10 years ago, 11 years ago, my first love, a man that I was in love with, dropped dead, and I found him dead in his house, and that was a beginning for me. Um, I began to heal by writing my story, and I wrote my story in a blog called Thank You Very Sweet, and by telling my story and remembering uh, who I am, my friendships, the trauma, and allowing God's presence really to heal my life, um, I have become the person that I am now and, and, and I'm still becoming, and I'm really excited to share that. A couple of years ago, I endeavored to um, retell the story, uh, but I let it go dormant. <laughs> and so today I am back. I am back to begin again. And sometimes we just need to do that. Sometimes we just need to start over and begin again. So uh, welcome back for those of you who were a part of this journey or have been a part of this journey uh, for the last few years. And um, it's time to begin again. So I'm going to read the very first blog post that I wrote. It's called Grief Sucks. It was written on September 28, 2010. At the time, I was um, a first-year grad student at Rutgers. I was in my second graduate program, uh, so I wasn't really thrilled about being a student again. I was grieving. I had just shaved my hair and given away all my clothes and furniture, um, and I was really trying to understand um, how God had allowed this to happen to me. So Grief Sucks, written September 28th, 2010 at 4.14 p.m. A word about grief. It really sucks, but today is not so bad. My counselor in Cleveland, Monica, who is pretty awesome, I only know this after going to a really bad counselor in New Jersey who kept asking me the same questions over and over again, said that grief is like being caught in a wave. There are calm parts of the wave, those times when you think you are okay, and then just when things begin to smooth over a bit, you get jolted and completely flip upside down again. It takes you under, deep, and you can't see anything but darkness. And the thing about people is that you are pretty much always okay when you are talking to them. Otherwise, you wouldn't be talking to them. So everyone thinks you're okay. They check in, ask, how are you doing? You okay? Yes, I'm okay. But a lot of the time you aren't, and you want to scream, no, I'm not fucking okay. Would you be okay? But that would not be polite or very Christian. I say to myself, after all, Kim, these are the questions that you would be asking if the shoe were not on your foot. Everybody wants their friend to be okay. I was in a really dark place on Sunday night, sitting alone watching the Law and Order SVU Sinful Clergy Marathon, drinking wine and screaming at God. Well, maybe not screaming. I live in a nice retired, uh, a nice house with a retired couple who probably would not appreciate me screaming at God in their basement. But I was definitely angry and sad and saying over and over again, help me, God, help me. Help me what, you ask? Well, I figure if you go through something as horrible as finding the person you love dead in their house, you shouldn't have to go through anything else. Things should be easy, but they are not easy, you see. I'm in a desert. I'm broke, for one, a broke grad student at 30. 
Is this my life? I just spent the last two years working harder than I should have for a small, disorganized, faith-based nonprofit who opted out of paying unemployment benefits on behalf of their staff. So no unemployment for me. I'm a PhD fellow at Rutgers University, but my fellowship sure is taking a long time to hit my Chase account. I do live in a mansion for free, which is consistent with the paradox that is my life. But in that moment on Sunday, my cell phone service had just been cut off and I was screaming, a.k.a. speaking in a reasonably toned, angry voice, help me, God. God led me to my car and I went for a drive. My Tracy Chapman CD was in the player, her first album. And suddenly the song, Baby Can I Hold You Tonight, came on. I had two epiphanies. This was me and God's song. At first I was singing it to God and then God sang it right back to me. The second epiphany is that I'm going to start writing about this experience and I'm going to share it. Me and God and Kessner's spirit went home and I felt helped. The wave calmed down just in time for keeping up with the Kardashians. I went to sleep after that. Tomorrow would be another day and I could keep going. So it's interesting to reflect on grief now more than 10 years later and after a pandemic. Um, this idea that grief is like a wave, I remember was so, such a profound teaching, um, at the time because I couldn't explain my erratic behavior. Sometimes I was okay, you know, like in the, like just in a wave in the calm part of the wave. And sometimes I got swept under deep, so deep that I couldn't see anything but darkness. And, um, you never knew when that was going to happen. And the key was not to resist the wave, just like when you're in the ocean, right? It's more of a struggle when you're resisting the wave. Instead, instead allow it all to happen, right? Rather than trying to resist emotions as they came up, you allow them to happen. Allow them to wash over you and to pass. So that is a little piece that helped me early on as I, as I processed grief. Another theme, uh, from this writing was this, you know, feeling of why is this happening to me, right? And that's the ego. The ego gets so attached to, attached to what it believes about itself. Uh, we get attached to our ideas about our self-identity. And so I was a young woman who had an entire future in front of her. I was a young minister doing good work. So I thought, uh, the director of a women's center, uh, that was helping women transition from, uh, prison to community. Um, so I thought I was doing God's work. I thought I was, you know, I, I believed in this idea that, you know, of merit, you know, if you do good things and you should be rewarded. And so I didn't understand why a tragedy had, um, happened to me in this way. When I was out here fighting for good, I didn't know why I had to come home and find my boyfriend dead. So, um, just a little, uh, piece to share with you, uh, today for your consideration about grief. There are many things to grieve right now, not just people, right? There, there, there are ways of being, uh, that we, we can grieve right now. And grief is like a wave, you know, there are the calm parts and then there are the parts that take you under deep. And, uh, my, my encouragement to you today is to allow it all to happen. I love you.